0: This podcast is brought to you by Link, simply the best way to learn languages. After you listen to the podcast, sign up for a free account at Link, l-i-n-g-q dot com, and study the full transcript using Link's revolutionary learning tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm learning Russian, all the words are new and strange to me, and I have yep. a tendency to confuse words that look or sound similar to me some yep. of these words are related and some are not That's so right. when when i'm again when i'm in our system and i'd be happy to have one of your students get on our system it's free by the way and so i'm reading through a text and i have my vocabulary section open on a different tab and so with your example i would say s t o m i say i'm getting confused astonished uh, stone uh, i don't know if there's others uh Mm. you know spec would be a good one specification speculate inspection they're all kind of confusing to me so then i would take s-p-e-c and i would search for that component on my vocabulary list especially in russian it'll throw up 25 words Mm. and i'll see that that and these are words that i have previously saved in the system so i'll see here's eight of them that are related Mm. And here's a few others that are not related, and it's just as good to know that these are not related so I can eventually train myself not to get confused over them.
1: Yeah. So so
0: you're looking at it as sort of the deliberate attempt to discover not cognates but related words that are gonna help you. It's just as useful to get rid of those that are confusing you.
1: Oh I agree with what I'm saying. Yeah, I, think, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. And the point of what the research he's doing, he's saying, once you know these first thousand, right. then what, what? how will they help? So it's not as if you're trying to learn them all at the same time. Right. The mm.
0: other thing in, in what you said that, that struck me, I agree with ev- most of what you said. And, and our system is very much based on a sort of a, a deliberate learning of vocabulary. And where I find crash falls short is that, that it's just not possible to go and just read and read and read. You need some help and you need to focus on vocabulary uh, and that and I find that learning the language through vocabulary especially if you're looking at all the types and and you're able to see how they work with different words is very helpful but one thing that I, I heard you say about numbers uh, like I believe like certainly in my Russian study I've, I've gone for a long time without using the language now I've been studying it on my own I do an hour a day when I can and I can listen to Tolstoy, I can read Tolstoy and so forth, I, I, you know, I enjoy it tremendously. Uh, numbers are difficult. Numbers mm. are very difficult for the simple reason that numbers are so strongly you know, programmed in our brains, in our own language, and so that, that it's only now that if I'm listening to a text in, say, Russian history, and they give me a date, it's only now that the date makes sense. I mean, this is after almost two years like it takes a long time and and if if you force me to answer questions using numbers i find it stressful and it, it's annoying now if, if well, now granted i'm learning on my own and our learners are learning on their own so you you haven't got me in a classroom where you can force me to do things but on my own i don't want to do things that i find annoying so i would resist doing things that i where i can't quickly find the answer Whereas if I'm just taking it in and taking it in, I'm building up this familiarity with the language, and at a later stage when I'm more comfortable, then I will be able to answer those questions. So, therefore, that's where I question what you're saying about produce it right away. Uh, Maybe in a classroom, that's a good thing to do, but if you're learning on your own and you want to maintain the motivation and the, the fun, that might just discourage some people.
1: Yeah, well, for for some of the fluency development, particularly with numbers, you probably need to have some other person helping you. Because mm-hmm. a, ver- a very easy way to quickly develop fluency with numbers is just to sit down, say, starting with the numbers 1 to 10 written in figures. Right. And then your teacher or your your partner just says the numbers quickly in random order and you point to the figure that's being said. Right. Now, you do that for 10 minutes, and you'll see your speed of recognition of that improves very, very, very much. Right. And then once you can do it with single digits, do it with with double digits, but you only do it for 5, 10 minutes a day, 2 or 3 days a week. right. And you'll find that after two or three weeks, these are no longer stressful, uncomfortable things for you, but things which you handle very easy and fluently. It's right. no point working into a sh- walking into a shop and saying, "How much does this cost?" Right. And when the guy says ninety-eight dollars fifty-seven cents, right. you, you, you make a stupid grin because even though you know all the numbers, you can't understand what he said.
0: Right.
1: So that's yeah. what fluency does. It just takes away that stress by getting good with a small. Initially, with a small group of things that are really important to be able to deal with quickly.
0: Right. Yeah. No. I, I am sure, that, and it takes a little more discipline to do that in a way. And it's not also obvious that, in for example, in my situation, where I have no one to speak Russian to, I have no shops to go to, uh, mm. but I'm interested in being able to read the literature. So some of these abstract nouns, in fact, might be more important to me than numbers. So, yes, and so, you know, everyone's got a different purpose in learning the language.
1: Well, well the problems that you and others face is that when you learn languages which are not English mm-hmm. and perhaps not French or Spanish is that you don't have a great deal of simplified and adapted material right. to give you good flu- meaning focused input right. and to give you good fluency development for reading right. people who learn English are really privileged in the sense that there's probably more than 2,000 graded readers now right. at a whole range of levels right. which they can read within the vocabulary that they know and yeah. that's just is tremendous for oh, developing yeah. fluency and motivation and a whole pile of things right so so it'd be great if people would do this for russian and for japanese and for chinese it'd be tremendous if we had graded readers for those well, languages oh
0: absolutely well, one thing we do at, at our system is we have a we have a, a small amount of content that uh, is deliberately sort of easy within the first thousand uh, words or so and thereafter, because people are saving words to a database, then the system gets to know each individual learner's database, and then the system will then grade the material to the vocabulary of the learner, so that it will say, this has 20% new words for you. So mm. if I'm studying Tolstoy, after a while, uh, you know, my new word count in Tolstoy is going to be lower than if i went to another author for example or if i were doing uh, if i were into economics you know you can focus on one area and you can actually bring your new word count down and then if you move well, to another area then you'll find your new so so we are able to some extent once you get past the first couple thousand words we're able to at least help the learner by telling him or her how many new words there are in a content item
1: and there's good research evidence for that because one of our students did some research comparing uh, economics textbook, which was three hundred thousand words long mm-hmm. with a three hundred thousand word collection of different texts right and each of those different texts were about two thousand words long mm-hmm. and the total vocabulary in word families of the economics textbook was just over 5,000 words. Mm-hmm. The total vocabulary of the mixed text of the same length as the textbook was over 12,000 right. different words. Right. So that's that's two and a half times mm-hmm. the number of new words you can see. So the idea of following one author or following one topic right. is a really good way of reducing the vocabulary l- load. And it's really important in the early stages to reduce the vocabulary load. Right.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we're not doing any research. We're sort of charging ahead with, with, uh, with what we think makes sense. But I don't think we're that different from from what well, you're uh, your comment, I would s- really like to have it be very interesting for one of your PhD students to get into our system as I say it's free to register and just see what we're doing and see yeah. if it's of any, uh, of, of any relevance to the research that you're doing
1: now, now, if, if you employed me as a, an evaluator of your system, which right. I haven't looked at, so yeah. I can okay. say this with a, and you can not feel offended because right. I haven't looked at it, right. what, I, what I would do would, would be to look at what are the different kinds of activities which are encouraged by your system, right. and I'd classify each activity into each of the four strands, mm-hmm. And then I would see how much time is spent on each activity, if it was possible to do that. Mm -hmm. And then I would see, do we have a roughly equal balance across those four strands? And if we don't, then I'd be looking to see, well, how do we redress that balance a bit? Okay. Now, if you have a course, which I'm sure it's not your course, but if you had a course which is 90% language-focused learning mm-hmm. and 10% of the other three strands, right. you've really got a misbalance. Right. And similarly, if you have a course which is... 100% message-focused and no deliberate learning, mm-hmm. then the learners are missing out on very efficient right. and effective ways of making quick progress. Mm-hmm. So as an evaluator, that would be one of the things I'd be looking at to see is there a balance of learning opportunities across those four strands of meaning-focused input, meaning-focused output, language-focused learning, and fluency development. Mm-hmm.
0: One of the problems we have is that the uh, a lot of the input and the sort of vocabulary-related, uh, meaning-focused learning is free. So, most yes. people do that. Uh, yeah. The output, that is to say, writing and having the writing corrected, and speaking yeah. with our tutors, they have to pay yeah. for. Yeah. So, so, they do less of it. We are yeah, also that's... going to... We are introducing a bunch of improvements uh, in our uh, discussions with the tutors and in our language in our writing correction, whereby we integrate you know the, the words and phrases that they have trouble with, that they are more easily brought into their flashcards, the words and so forth, the, the language uh, meaningful, whatever uh, you know the meaning-based studying that they're doing. So we're still a few months away from having all of that integrated, but the bigg- bigger thing is with us that we're dealing with, with uh, basically independent learners, so they do whatever they yeah. want. And, yep. and we're not in a position to control what they do. And as I say, certain things are free, so more people are going to do the things that are free than the things that they have to pay for.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. So, but it would be good, I guess, if your learners realized that as, and mm-hmm. that they said, well, you know, because then it's partly their responsibility to, re- to try and address that balance between the learning. Right.
0: You know, the, it's, a, the only- it's a good idea. And what I'm thinking as I hear you talk is that one of the things we have thought about doing as we go forward is to have courses. And so yeah. one of the things we should strive for then is, like, here's a course and it's balanced. So this is a program that includes the you know a, a balance of the four strands. We are not yet there in terms of the development of our program.
1: Yeah, that, that's one direction to go. But I have no problem with the other direction, whether if the learners are uh, uh, intelligent enough and motivated enough to see You know, to take some responsibility for their own learning, Mm -hmm. they can sort of see now how can I get these balance. And if you are offering a range of opportunities or directing people to opportunities, Mm -hmm. then they can they they can take some responsibility for that balance too. So, you know, I I I don't advocate any particular method. Mm -hmm. I just like to see that there's a good balance of learning opportunities.
0: Maybe do it. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say just to wind up, yeah. what I was going to suggest, the other thing that I think would be quite useful is that I don't know of frequency counts of of languages like Russian and so on, but I'm sure they must be around somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are have them, it,
0: yeah.
1: But it would be quite useful if learners had some sort of access to some that kind of information, so that then they could make decisions in deliberate oh, learning about oh yeah. which words were worth learning, oh, but and which we, do ones are best we do that. We do that. Well, sure. What we do is we
0: have uh, every word has uh, we have four four stars, three stars, two stars, and one star. Oh, good. And in the case of English, I think it's the most frequent. Two thousand words. In Russian, we have to bump it up because it's a very heavily inflected language and we base it simply on the total content that we have in our library. So let's yeah. say in the case of English, we have over 20,000 items. Uh, 2,000 items, we have like 30,000 words there, different words. And uh, But we only deal with the first few thousand, because beyond that, then, it really depends on the interest of the learner. But anytime time they save a word, it'll show up as a four-star, three-star, two-star, or one-star word. And one of the things we do is that we... Uh, Of the words that the learner has learned and, or has saved and is trying to learn, we will pick the 25 highest frequency words and we call these their priority words. So these are the ones they're supposed to be trying to learn. And as they learn those and the status of those words moves to known, then other words come in there. So they're always focusing on the 25 highest frequency words of the words that they're trying to learn. So we definitely deal with the frequency, the frequency issue. But I was going to say one other point is that, uh, with in terms of, of of encouraging people to have a balanced approach, one of our things philosophically is the biggest thing is to keep people spending time with the language so we encourage people to do whatever they like to do so mm-hmm. if a person likes to listen then listen if you like to read read so you know because I think if we look at the the uh, you know the success of of traditional language teaching in schools here in Canada for example I mean the success of teaching French in the English language school system is just abysmal Uh, Mm. I mean like in the case of one province New Brunswick which is actually the only bilingual province in Canada 30% of the population is French speaking they have French in the English language school system 30 minutes a day every day for 12 years and they came Mm. they did a survey and they found that uh, after 12 years the number of children or graduates who had what they called an intermediate level of oral proficiency in French was zero point six eight percent. So, in other words, they might just as well not have done anything because I think they would have had the same number of people with uh, who would have done it on their own. You know,
1: so well, I, the I think, advantage, yes. yeah, the advantage you have is that the people who come to use your programs have right. have a strong motivation. That's right. And so. That, that's something that you can then build on and, and work with.
0: Well, that's right. Plus, we try to you know, encourage the motivation and try to make more people motivated. So, again, that's why we say, do what you like to do. Uh, but we can certainly advise them. And I certainly have got a lot out of this discussion. And one of the things would be to try to encourage them to, to have a balance, you know. Because a lot of people mm. will, will listen to guidance. I mean, people do want to improve in the language, so.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of lot of good things on the web. But thanks, Steve.
0: Yeah, well, that's really uh, you know thank you very very much for this discussion, and uh, I I would be I would appreciate it if if someone there would have a look at what we're we're doing. I'd be interested not in terms of we're not going to use it as some kind of a of a recommendation of our system or anything like that, but I would be interested in any feedback. Okay. And as I say, registration is free. Good. Thanks, Steve. Thank you very much for this time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.